right, guys, welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday, January 6th. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your day with me today. I hope you guys are getting the year off uh, to a good start. I know that a lot of you, like me, are trying to homeschool. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) I was telling Jay the other day that I didn't care if the kids ever learned to add or subtract. Multiplication was at the bottom of my list. And then I remembered, oh, that's right. I have times tables the fun way. So I I dug it out of my, uh, I have like a shelf of tried and true homeschool things that I've had for a long time. And I've been using times tables the fun way with my reluctant mathies. They're all reluctant math kids at my house. Although, if I can interrupt myself for just a second, I would like to announce that one of my kids who hated math has gone on and has a career in math. So for those of you who are struggling to teach your kids math and they're wondering if math is relevant and you're wondering if it is, you just really never know. (laughs) You just really never know. When this particular child came home and told me about uh, the job they're pursuing and the position that uh, they had that he had received, I was just flabbergasted. I looked him right in the eyes and I was like, but you hate math. (laughs) He said, I know, right? It turns out it was a useful skill after all. So don't give up. Uh, But I know that it's hard sometimes to get back into a groove. You guys know I've been trying to get back onto the exercise wagon. I'm doing okay. I have been really uh, appreciating your recommendations. So thank you to everybody who is uh, telling me all the different things that are working for you. I've actually tried three different things now. And I think I may have settled on something that I like. So I don't know. I'll keep you posted. Once I know for sure that I like it, I'll link back to it because it would be embarrassing if I linked back to it and then decided I didn't like it (laughs) after all. Um, But uh, all those things aside, I hope you guys are getting into the word. This is the most important thing you can do for your kids in 2017. We need to continue just to pray for our country. I noticed a couple of days ago in the news that uh, a federal judge had blocked the Obama administration from using your tax dollars through the Affordable Care Act to fund transgender surgeries and uh, fund abortion. So we're starting to see a little bit of a turnaround. At least I hope we are. And I'm going to continue to pray like crazy. I am, and many of you who've listened to this podcast for a long time know that I am a very passionate uh, pro-life supporter. I believe in the sanctity of human life. And so this was good news. It's it's uh, good news on that front. And I was praying with my kids a little while ago, just that the Lord would continue to move in the hearts of people, that we wouldn't be quiet anymore. I think we've seen to- so many Christians be sidelined in recent years, just kind of pushed to the back of the culture, and in many cases, just even afraid of our own shadow. But the Bible tells us that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And one of the things that I'm praying for in 2017, for those of you who are uh, listening to this and you're homeschooling your kids and you're uh, walking with God, and many of you have your kids in public school, some of you have your children in private school, one of the things that I am praying for, for our nation, it, actually for the church in particular, for our nation in general and for the church in particular, is that Christians would begin to come back to their first love, which should be the Bible. It should be the Word of God. It should be loving other people. I just was talking to a pastor friend of mine earlier today about the Great Commission. And the reason we got onto this discussion is because uh, my husband and I are working at opening up a resource center where we live uh, that would help homeschooling families five days a week. And we were talking about the Great Commission and uh, and why, why we have made it so difficult as Christians. And are we going to pass this legacy uh, of following Jesus on to our kids? And then he remarked to me, there's really no legacy to pass on because uh, previous generations sort of dropped the ball. 
And it got me thinking, my husband had gone up to uh, his hometown uh, last week and interviewed his grandfather, who I think is now 93 years old. And it's really, um, when your grandparents are getting older, both of my, actually all four of my grandparents have gone home to be with the Lord now. And uh, so I'm watching Jay uh, going through, you know, getting to know his grandfather's history, because we want to hear, how did you come to know the Lord? And that's one of the things that Jay asked him. So he videotaped his grandfather in an interview, just talking about his life and how he came to know the Lord. And he said he came to know the Lord at a crusade, at a, like an evangelistic crusade. And I think it's interesting, uh, my mother also came to know the Lord at a crusade. My grandfather came to know the Lord at a crusade and eventually went into the ministry. And uh, Jay's grandpa asked, you know, why are there no more? Why why has evangelism sort of died off? Why are people not doing that anymore? And it's a, que- it's a good question to ponder in 2017. Some of you heard me... Uh, I don't know when it was, maybe a month ago, talking about uh, Romans where it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. And I kind of got to wonder if there's a part of us as Christians right now that uh, maybe if we can take a step back and go, you know what? I am kind of acting like I'm I'm embarrassed. I am kind of acting like I'm ashamed of the gospel. And I want to just encourage you, don't let the enemy... Uh, fool you into thinking that you don't have a voice uh, because God wants to give you voice and he wants to uh, to use you to be his hands and feet in this generation. And of course, that starts with our kids. Hey, before I get any further, I don't want to forget, and I know that I'm prone to forgetting things. I've actually, I'm going to interrupt myself again <laughs> because my husband, who knows me so well, got me tile. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? They're, these little, they're like little squares and you attach them to your keys and to your purse. I kid you not. I lose my purse at least once a day. And I know you're going, well, just put it in the same place, right? Duh. But for some reason, I come in the house and I've always got you know groceries in my arms or I'm talking on the phone or something and I just set it down and I don't know where it is. And then when I have to leave again, I need my driver's license, can't find my purse. So for Christmas, he got me tile and I am in love with it. I use it all the time. I used it today when I couldn't find my phone. I used it yesterday when I couldn't find my purse. I told my husband, I need a tile for everything in my life. <laughs> I could use tile for my children. Uh, but it's kind of fun. I was thinking, you know, this is going to be this is going to be a lifesaver for me in 2017. And uh, I was thinking about all the things that I need to remember. I'm a list girl. Every day uh, when I wake up, I have a list that I make the night before and sort of this way that I organize my days. And I'm I'm going to be in San Diego this weekend and I don't want to forget and there's no tile for that. So <laughs> I'm telling you, if you're in the area, I am going to be speaking in San Diego actually this evening. I'll be at North Coast Calvary Chapel uh, near San Diego in the Carlsbad area. If you're anywhere around, I'm going to be there tonight and all day tomorrow speaking for their mom's event, Mom on a Mission. And I hope that you will come out because the Lord has put some really important things on my heart to share with you, and I'd love to just give you a hug and a high five and just encourage you uh, on the journey of mothering. So uh, check it out at North Coast Calvary Chapel. I will link back to that today in the show notes. So everything that I talk about in the show notes, if there's something that you're interested in or something that I that I mention, you can always go back to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast, and those notes and links will be there. All right, so on Wednesday, uh, we were talking a little bit about um, character traits in our children that they tend to struggle with. Remember, we talked about anger and what happens, what kind of what brings out anger in the heart of a child and what parents can do about it. And today I want to touch on just a couple, um, two other character traits that we tend to deal with, not only in our children, 
but also in ourselves. And I know for me, I deal with this in my own life in various areas. And I have really uh, come to a place of just depending on the Lord to help me see what is the root behind a particular fruit that I see in the lives of of, uh, each of my children individually. Because like I said on Wednesday, they're all so different. And speaking as a woman with seven children, uh, many of whom I really haven't even figured out yet, (laughs) I'm still asking the Lord, Lord, help me to be the parent that this particular child needs. And so I want to address the issue of pride today, because this this is the child who a lot of parents go, well, this kid is really stubborn. We hear it talked about in lots of different ways. Um, A child who's stubborn, a child who um, is rebellious sort of by nature. And uh, I'm not talking about special needs kids. And I know some of you are listening and uh, you're going through a a totally different thing. I'm talking about a child who actually has a pride problem. So this is the child that you can tell them, you can give them instructions. So you might have a six-year-old child that you give instructions to, and you ask that child to sit down. And they'll sit down, but boy, howdy, if they're not standing on the inside. So do you know what I'm talking about? So we got to sort of define what pride is, I guess, if we're going to know what we're even uh, what we're even talking about. And pride is just having an excessively high opinion of yourself or oneself. So a moment of silence for that being a lot in our culture right now. I mean, we're definitely seeing it. Uh, and the only thing in your toolbox to combat pride is humility. And humility was modeled for us by Jesus. And so we learn what it looks like to be humble um, from the Lord Jesus himself, which is just another reason to be in the word. The Bible says in James 4, 6, that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Proverbs 8, verse 13 says, God hates pride. Ouch. And then a little farther down in the book of Proverbs in chapter 16, verse 18, it says, pride goes before destruction. So those are some pretty, pretty harsh words. He opposes the proud. He hates pride. And if you're prideful, eventually the Bible says it's going to bring about your ruin. So what's pride? Uh, It's essentially self-worship. It's an unwillingness. First of all, it's an unwillingness to give credit to God. And second of all, it's an unwillingness to, to give credit basically to anybody but yourself. It's self-worship. And I think about this sometimes with, with my children when I'm dealing with that. And I've discovered over the years, first of all, it's important for them, if I make a mistake that's rooted in pride and the Lord shows it to me, that I go to a child who has seen me behave that way and say, you know what, I did this the other day or 10 minutes ago, <laughs> whatever, and just say, this is pride. And I'm actually embarrassed. And so the reason I did this is because I was embarrassed and I didn't want, you know, so-and-so to think that, or I didn't want someone to see this. Uh, you want to know if you're prideful? Let your kids uh, post unflattering pictures of you on Facebook and see how you feel about it. Or there's something in the background of the picture and you're just like, oh, you know, my house is a mess or there's laundry all over the floor. And what's the first first thing that comes into my head? You know, sometimes it's, well, that's embarrassing. It's pride. And the Bible says that God hates it, and he wants to give grace to us uh, when we practice humility. And so that comes from the Lord. So we want to pray about it, we want to seek the Lord, and then we want to apply that principle to our lives. So be looking for the root. If you're seeing this sort of uh, obstinate nature in a child, ask the Lord, Father, what is this? Reveal it to me. The person that God is most likely to show uh uh, that kind of information to about a child is their parent. And so we need to be looking and asking the Lord. Uh, like I've said many times, you know, I pray for this every day. Father, help me deal in the right currency for each one of my children because they all have such different personalities, such different strengths and weaknesses. And because I'm just a human being with strengths and weaknesses of my own, 
uh, I tend to parent from oftentimes from a place of weakness, and God says he wants us to do it from a place of strength. So the other thing I wanted to just touch on really quickly is the child who whines a lot. So it's a child who is uh, sort of lazy. You know, you have a, you know, some of you may have a child like this. So I may or may not have a few <laughs> children who struggle with this, who I'm constantly saying, wait, wait, didn't I just ask you to finish the kitchen? Didn't I just ask you, you know, 10 minutes ago to sit down and finish your math assignment or whatever it is? And first of all, a couple of things, I guess, that come to my mind right away about this is oftentimes kids are motivated by incentives, right? So um, if you have something extra that you need to do, like uh, we we have a car that we're getting ready to sell and I needed it to be really cleaned out. And it unfortunately had been sitting in our driveway for quite a while. And I'm embarrassed to admit was completely filthy on the inside. And so I asked one of my kids to clean out the car. Well, that was an extra thing that I asked him to do. And so I offered to pay him for it. And so, man, that was a motivating factor. But I don't want to have to pay my children to do things like, and boy, we could go all over the place with this. I don't want to pay my kids for normal chores that they do around the house because that's life. We're trying to teach our kids. Someday you're going to move into your own house. And guess what? Ain't nobody going to pay you to do the dishes. (laughs) They're just going to sit there until you actually do them. So the child who says, you know, well, why should I have to do that? And we, boy, I deal with this uh with a couple of my kids in particular that sort of just come to my mind immediately. And so I've been taking my kids uh, back to the Bible and teaching and giving them the tool that is called diligence, teaching my children what diligence looks like. And so sometimes I will actually put posters up in the bathroom. I tape things. I'm that mom. I tape verses to the bathroom mirrors and their bathrooms. Sometimes uh, for a while there, I was taping things directly across from the toilet. (laughs) So I knew that at some point throughout the day, they would see that particular scripture. And so one for a while there, uh, we were talking about Proverbs 13 again, that says, uh, the soul of a lazy man desires and get this and has nothing but the soul of the diligent should be made rich. And so uh, if you're having a hard time motivating your child, think about a child that's unmotivated at the age of 18 or 19 or 20. Now you're setting trajectory for the rest of your life. So we want to teach our kids to be diligent. So for those of you who are listening to this, I'm actually going to put a couple of notes up at the podcast for you today, a couple of memes that you can download verses that are about this. So if you're struggling with this with one of your kids, maybe you can uh, take a little uh, page out of the Heidi St. John playbook (laughs) and print it out and put it where your kids can see it and talk to them about it. It's not enough, mom and dad, to just... um, let these kinds of things go. As parents, we are responsible. According to the Bible, parents are the ones who are responsible to be uh, putting these tools in the the toolboxes of their children. So when we notice, oh man, that's something that child has to work on, we want to give them the tools to be able to do it. And the tools are always found uh, through prayer and the study of the Word of God. And I don't, I don't want to end the podcast without reminding you to encourage your children. Uh, one of the things that I have struggled with my whole life, I think. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of ways that that you can look at this. I didn't get a whole lot of affirmation. Many of you've heard me <laughs> share my testimony. I I didn't get a whole lot of affirmation as a child, and I have struggle, struggle, struggle as an adult. Um, I'm really good at pointing out things that my kids need to work on. I'm not always very good about saying, "Hey, wow, good job." And I've really been asking the Lord to help me with that lately because your kids need affirmation from you. They need to, not only do they need to see the things, they don't just only need to see the things that they're doing that they need to work on. They need to know that your love for them is unconditional and 
and point out the things that when you see him doing something good, boy, howdy, point it out and encourage him. Um, I'm going to post, like I said, the notes and a couple of fun memes for you to download today. Also, a couple of links to some of my favorite uh, tools for um, just child training and things that I think will be an encouragement to you. I want to remind you that I have the Scripture Writing Challenge up for January right now at the blog. The 2016 version and the 2017 version are both there. The 2016 version is available in a book form, also in a little booklet form with a ring around it. So uh, it's it's a great tool for you to get into the Word with your kids. There's coordinating copy work. Get into the Word of God in 2017, and let's be excited together about what God's going to do. Um, I want to encourage you also, keep praying for our, for our country. God hears the, the prayers of His people. We've seen it over and over again in 2016, and it was an exciting year just to be a believer, to be praying, and there's a lot of things to be praying for. So pray for your kids, pray for your marriage, pray for me. Uh, I would appreciate and covet your prayers as the travel season begins for me, and I hope to meet a bunch of you in San Diego this weekend, and the rest of you have a great weekend, and I will see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.